0: Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast. We continue our Road to Moscow series, previewing all 32 teams for the 2018 World Cup in Russia. Esteban Bailey here with Mahith Gamaj. Today, we're going to be talking about Nigeria. Nigeria is one of the great modern African powerhouses, but they first appeared in the World Cup in 1994, boasting a team with the likes of JJ Akocha, Sunday Olise, Emmanuel Aminuke, and Daniel Amokachi. That team was put in a difficult group with a Maradona led Argentina. Bulgaria, who would go on to upset West Germany in in the quarterfinals on their road to the semis, and Greece. Nigeria scored plenty of goals en route to beating Bulgaria and Greece, but they did lose to Argentina 2-1. In the second round, Nigeria faced against eventual 1994 runners-up Italy and took the lead with an incredible 25th-minute goal by Amunike, but a late Roberto Baggio brace sent the Flying Eagles home, but they left a massive imprint on world football with their high-flying performance. They made the Round of 16 again in 1998, but Denmark dispatched them quite easily with a 4-1 defeat. They qualified for 2002, but they didn't make it out of the group. They didn't qualify for Germany 2006, and in 2010 in South Africa, they were severely disappointing. They were not able to get out of the group stage, and they were one of the worst African teams in the tournament. They didn't even win a single game. In 2014, there was some redemption, as Ahmed Musa led Nigeria to the Round of 16, only to be dispatched by France. Now, Nigeria often has to deal with scandals and controversy when it comes to their national team, such as when World Cup bonuses are not paid in time, or when the country, country's president at the time, Good Luck Jonathan, suspended the Nigerian FA after their poor, poor performance in 2010. This time around, Nigeria is seemingly without any scandal or controversy, and expectations are slowly rising, especially after their incredible qualification campaign, where they finished ahead of Riyad Mahrez's Algeria and the reigning African Cup of Nations champion Cameroon. Alex Iwobi's goal against Zambia made them the first African team to qualify for the tournament. This current Nigeria squad has a lot of younger talent mixed in with some veteran leadership. Could Nigeria be the first African team to progress beyond the quarterfinals? Mahith, what do you think about Nigeria and their and their roster?
1: Hey, Esteban. Yeah, so as you mentioned, Nigeria are a very young team here. I'm looking at their squad uh, right now, and of their 30 players, only three are over the age of 30. And of course, this is still a preliminary squad, so some of those guys might be cut out. So yeah, they have youth on their side. I think this might not be the tournament where we see the full impact of, the, of this squad, but in future tournaments, I'd, I'd say Nigeria is seriously somebody to look out for. They've got a strong midfield, of course. Um, we've seen Victor Moses do well at Chelsea over the past couple of years, lifting a Premier League trophy with them. Wilfred and Ndidi's broke out at Leicester, sort of being that Conte replacement and he's starting to really mature in the Premier League and then of course I think their two biggest stars would be Kelechi Iannaccio who's indeed his teammate at Leicester City we've seen him over the past couple years score tons of goals with with Manchester City and Leicester City and I think he's a pure finisher and he could be a really good striker in the future and then of course Arsenal's Alex Awobi is probably Nigeria's key player and I'm not just saying that because I'm an Arsenal fan I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Iwobi, but for the national team, he seems to be a different level. And he, he really is that X factor in the team. And we've seen that when he scored against uh, Argentina twice. And he nutmegged Mascherano and made a fool out of him. And scored that goal to send them to the World Cup. So I think um, this team is going to be built around youth. I think that that spine is fantastic with Iwobi and DD Ian yeah, Nacho, the one thing that worries me a bit is their defense. I'm not seeing too many, too many big names here. They've got a a couple guys playing in um, the championship and the Turkish league here. Omaru, who I think is a Chelsea loanee, uh, is maybe the biggest name. Everybody else is a bit unknown, so I'm not sure how good these guys really are. It could be a a worry for them. And in net, too, um, they don't have a, a, a big presence there. So I think defense could be an issue for Nigeria in this tournament, but they could focus on on possession, feeding it will be the ball in between the lines where he, he thrives and Iheanacho scoring the goals for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because their goalkeeping situation is probably their biggest uh, problem at the moment. I mean, uh, Victor Anyama retired from international football a couple of years ago, and he had been their rock at the back for many years. He had played in the French League and I think La Liga for a few years. Um, but now they're depending on Uzoho, who I think is uh, almost, a, I still think he's a teenager and he plays as a backup goalkeeper for Granada, Granada in La Liga or Deportivo, one of the two. Um, it's not, the goalkeeping situation is not settled. And as we know from international tournaments, if you don't have a solid goalkeeper in the back, it just ruins your back line. Cause then you, there's always miscommunication. There might be some easy goals that you concede. It might be a troubling thing, but you're right. I mean, I, I'm also an Arsenal fan, and I'm not the biggest fan of Iwobi, but he does seem to play much better for the national team than he does at club level. I guess because they look to him as their main creative outfor, you know, um, force. He plays. He kind of operates within the wing and in the center um, because sometimes they like to play with two strikers, but one playing is a 10 and the other one playing higher. I mean, we have, uh, I think Igalo made the squad. Achman Musa's back in the squad. Uh, those are all guys that are maybe not proven goal scorers, but they have ability to score in international level. Uh, they're pretty good players in their own right. I mean, it's an interesting team. Their coach Gernot Rowe has built this kind of counter-attacking team which fits Nigeria super well because they're so athletically gifted and they're, you know, they have such guile on the wings and down the middle. Um, they also have, as you mentioned, Ndidi, so they have a very interesting base. I'm just not sure how how well this team could do. I, I personally like this team. I think they're probably my favorite African team to watch uh, because of their lightning-quick attacks. But that defense is such a question mark. I mean, I, you know, what, what, do you, what do you think about having their... Like, I want to talk a little bit about the Iwobi situation because he is their main player He's not that good at club level. I mean, he is a good player. He's kind of like a like a deer in the like a babe in the woods. Like he's not fully developed and they're basically asking him to be JJ Acocha in this tournament. Like what, do you think that's going to backfire on them?
1: Um I think it might just cuz um it will be of course as you said isn't isn't like some star player um at club level, but we've seen it in the past where where um teams look towards players that Maybe haven't had the best club careers, but they do well in, in tournaments. And I think I think our, our I'm sorry Nigeria doesn't have much of a choice here. Iwobi is, is looking at this squad probably the best player on the ball in this team. So clearly they haven't produced enough um, creative players over the past um, decade or so. So I think they're they they have no choice but to look towards Iwobi to to sort of create everything for them. I think Nigeria do have a few few good good young players coming through right now. Their youth teams are very good, but. Um, I think it might backfire just cause, just because uh, just because of how young their core is, but I think Nigeria will take that on the chin and move forward knowing that they have a good core uh, for the next eight to ten years.
0: Yeah, I think you might be right about that. Now let's let's talk a little bit about expectations and what we can expect from this group. They're in the possibly the hardest group of the tournament Group D. They're with Iceland, Argentina again and Croatia. And before we get into it, I do want to mention this. Nigeria has played Argentina. In the 1994 World Cup, 2002 World Cup, 2010 World Cup, and 2014 World Cup. And they have lost every single game. Now, that is not a good stat to have. Argentina seems to own Nigeria. Um, Is this, you know, before we get into expectations, do you think Nigeria could actually break this curse or break this streak and beat uh, Nigeria? Or maybe even at least take points from them in this group?
1: I actually think they can. When I look at Argentina, I see Messi, Dybala, Higuain, Agüero, and then after that, I don't see much. Their their backline isn't isn't what it used to be, of course. And even from twenty fourteen, I think they haven't improved whatsoever. Argentina, and I think they're going to be relying on Messi a lot. So if Nigeria play their cards right, if they you know stifle Messi, I think they, they actually can get something from this game. Potentially, of course. Obviously, that's not not a, a consensus choice. But I think Nigeria do have a bigger chance than, than people might give them.
0: Yeah, I look at their speed and we've seen from the friendlies and some, some games that Argentina has played in the qualifiers that they're really susceptible to counterattacks and they're also susceptible to teams that are just faster than their backline. Which is not saying, like, their backline isn't very fast. I mean, they're basically playing uh, Massagrano and uh, Otamendi back there, maybe even with Marcos Rojo in a back three. but like. That's not really a fast line, and if you are direct with them and you are able to just you know, just go past them, you can rip them apart, as Spain did in the March qualifiers. So let's get into our group expectations. Um, how many points do you realistically expect Nigeria to get from this group?
1: I think they can get about four or five um, I think they would aim to beat one of Iceland or Croatia, probably Iceland. I think that game between Nigeria and Croatia will be really fun to watch. And I think that one could decide who finishes second in this tournament. Iceland, of course, can't be taken out of the equation, but Nigeria will look to Iceland Croatia and say, okay, we have to be one of these teams and we have to... T- At least try and get a result against the other, and against Argentina as well. Just try and get a result and try and stifle them. I think realistically, five or four points will be okay for Nigeria. I think they'll aim for about six, but I don't think that's, that's very realistic, and I think they'll end up with four or five.
0: Do you think Nigeria can get out of this group?
1: I do, yeah. I actually do think Nigeria will get out of this group and finish second. Potentially, if they play like they have in the past, We saw that game against Argentina, the friendly where they they played very well. So I I see them having the potential to actually get out of this group. Croatia, of course, I think will be the slight favorites ahead of them. But we've seen Croatia in recent tournaments not not live up to expectation and and really struggle in the final third. And I think the final third is when Nigeria are, are, are at their best. So I do think Nigeria actually have a decent chance to get out of this group.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. I, I, you know, the more I look at this Nigeria team, the more I find things to like about them than not like about them. Um, and also this group, I feel like it's very well set up for them. And I, I also think that they could get four to five points uh, realistically because, you know, I think they should beat one of Nigeria or Croatia. And I, I, mean, I kind of even think that they can beat Argentina. I mean, I think this is the year where they could finally break the curse. But let's assume that they do make it through the round, you know, the, to the group stage. Let me ask you, how far can this team go if they get out of the group stage? Can they be the first African team to make the semifinals or no?
1: I don't think so. I don't think that's a realistic um, goal for them, of course. I think in the future it might be, of course. They have a young team, as we mentioned. But as for right now, I don't think that's realistic. I think round of, if they get to round of 16, I think they'll be very happy with that. They'd likely play France in the round of 16 if, if they finish second in the group. I think that would signal the end of the tournament for them, but I think they, could, they would be able to look back on it if they get out of the group as a success.
0: Yeah, I think I'd have to agree with you there. I hope for them to do more than Round of 16. That's why I'm kind of hoping they come in first so they could play one of Peru or Denmark or maybe even Australia. But hopefully this Nigeria team can surprise us, and most importantly, they can entertain us. This can be the most entertaining team in the tournament. So that's our preview of Nigeria. Plenty more previews to come, plenty more teams to talk about as we continue our road to Moscow on the Top Flight podcast.